sounds we'll get back into this uh which uh, the lord really has been showing us a few things so let's go to genesis 2 genesis 2 And we'll, we'll, and this is after God created man in his image and after his likeness. And we already said uh, uh, last couple of weeks when he created man in his image after his likeness, you know, God spoke things into existence. You know, God was speaking life um, and speaking uh, uh, not just from a standpoint of creation, uh, creatively uh, speaking things, but he had to have the faith to believe that what he saw would manifest when he spoke it out. So he had to, had to be speaking faithful words to say something and expect it to manifest. No different than Jesus cursing the tree and expecting it to be cursed. All right, but after he created things, and I was sharing this with a young man from Atlanta this week, I was walking him through. You know, when you read through Genesis, and sometimes what I'll try to do is weave in just some of the the processes of reading the Bible. So you read through Genesis, of course, it's the Torah. Um, it was it was given by divine inspiration, uh, but it's 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 not necessarily ch each each be beginning of each chapter is uh, um, it's not necessarily like each chapter at the beginning is okay. Chapter one leads into chapter two, leads into chapter three, chapter four. What it is is chapter one is talking about creation, uh, almost like a crystallization of of creation chapter two is breaking it down a little further of what God did and how he created man and woman you know chapter three is talking about pretty much the fall of man and you know the murder like that. Uh, by the time you get to chapter five there's a reset with Seth you know and this is you know well uh, Seth is extending the lineage that we are attached to now so just you know as you start reading through it and of course chapter six <laughs> you know things get you know god is, is is doing a wipeout right so flood and all that stuff so so when you read through it think of that process so after chapter one god is you know shows you know god how god created some things chapter two is talking about man but this is his process of when he created man he had already told us chapter one he created male and female created he them be healed in jesus name and uh but chapter two verse seven it says and the lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils key here is the breath of life so 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 uh life-giving words life-giving words he breathed the breath of life a man became a living soul a living soul and some theologians some uh, men of God have said uh, man became a speaking spirit but I, I just want to focus here on a living uh, on a living soul because you know in my study uh, again uh, yes spirit uh, we are spirit but this the, the living soul and, and the the the, uh, the natural man is more powerful than we give it give give the natural man credit like in other words, God, you know, we we go through the natural person in master life class. The natural, the natural man, natural person, the natural, natural. yeah, natural man person, one of those two, uh, <laughs> and uh, and the worldly Christian and the spiritual Christian. But the natural person has to be delivered because 
an undelivered natural man can do some powerful things but to destroy our lives right but it's some powerful stuff you think about it uh, people that live in fear they, they get what they, they they speak too think about it people that live in fear get what they speak they just get the chaos that they speak the worst case scenarios so it's like using this God created body that was designed in his image after his likeness using it against yourself or against everyone around you start speaking you know the scripture says out of the same mouth shouldn't be blessings and cursings but cursings have a powerful effect on people's lives it's just a powerful negative effect so don't 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 sleep on the uh, what God designed naturally what he did is he just added some super to it so we could direct it it's like we were talking about uh, uh, talking to some person here about their their zeal and their fire and how you know God sent them focus so they can have a laser right <laughs> right so so my wife will tell you every time we do a boot camp you know she's the fire I'm the focus together we're a laser that you know, just, just, you know, focus by itself, probably ain't going to get too much done. But be locked in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, fire by itself will, 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 will burn up everything without focus. <laughs> be all over the place. So this is a combination of two. Right? So, so, so with this in mind, we have God created this living soul. And for our purposes here, that living soul is the ability to speak faith sounds. When he, when he breathed his creative ability his sound into man he put in us the ability to speak faith sounds to speak out faithful words to change what happens around us now it doesn't change because we want to be negative i don't believe that that's not going to happen no one's it's not going to happen for me well uh, you know, speaking out, manifesting pain and projecting it into our future. It doesn't, or, you know, with a lot of things happening now, just stating the obvious. We're supposed to be speaking faith-filled words, what God says, right? So we have the ability to speak faith sounds, but it's understandable how that natural person with its limits sometimes doesn't get it out, right? That natural person. So let's go over here and let's look at this contrast in 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. So what we're going to see here, I, I was sharing this with somebody today. I was sharing, um, well, yesterday. Uh, I have some very special conversations. I just told somebody earlier today, you know, some people are going to have time off for work. You know, I said, well, <laughs> I don't really get time off. Probably... My, my work will probably increase because now that people will be at home, <laughs> you know, we probably have more phone conferences. But this one particular person, and if you decided to listen in today or listen to this, yes, I'm talking about you. So we've been having some 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 uh, interesting conversation uh, in maybe some of the I'll say more controversial things in the Bible. Uh, this is another person in another state. They're, they're not here at Air, uh, Air's Church, but we've been talking the last few days. And, and I said this. So there's things in the Bible. Remember we talked about this. I'm still on Faith Sounds, but I want to make this clear. Remember we talked about how, how, you know, there's facts and truth in the Bible? So everything may be a fact, but not the truth. So somebody may have... Uh, committed adultery that's a fact 
But the truth is, that's not how they're supposed to be living, right? But just, just everything in the, indicated in the Bible is not necessarily a prescription for us to follow. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so, so when I was told to tell the person, they said, yeah, well, why was God okay? with? Why didn't he punish him? Why didn't he, you know, whatever, you know, could have been Abraham. It could have been things David did. And I said, well, God is a parent just like us. There's things our kids do we do not like. And after a while, in some cases, when your kids are older, some of y'all have older kids, you get to a point where you pick your, you pick your battles. But you're not in agreement with everything they're doing. What you do, and in some cases they may wear some of us out. You know, be like, man, I just, I'm just gonna pray. You know, because if I say something else, I might take their head off. Whatever the case may be. Well, God is a parent. Just because He hasn't punished us for or some of our choices doesn't mean He's in agreement with all of them. And if you look at it, the Bible says a day is like a thousand years to the Lord. For whatever reason, somebody needs to hear this. And so we really look at it. If it's been, you know over 2,000 years or so, or close to three, you know, 3,000 years or whatever. Well, the first day, he sent us out, he trusted us. Hey, hey, here, this is the earth, do your thing. About 1,000 years or so. The second opportunity, he, he, he sent laws. So day two, he sent laws. Like, come on, man, y'all, okay, we're going to have to establish some order here, right? The third day, he sent Christ to show us that we can't even... Keep order without Christ. We need to lean on Christ. It's a few days to God. It's thousands of years to us, though. It's just a few days to God. So, it's a, in a few days, he ain't punish everybody right away. You know, the Bible says he's slow in the shadow of turning, and, you know, you know, he doesn't execute people speedily, right? So, so, here, you know, as we process through, you got God given us in the beginning. He's come on, He fearfully made us and He put creative ability in us and He gave us ability to speak faith sounds. And in a lot of cases, we've been using those things against us. You know, it's been hard for us to believe. First Corinthians 15 45. You know, let's 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 talk about this process because we were doing okay until the fall of man, right? At least most of us believe that. You know, you know, 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Right? As, uh, as in Adam who was created to speak faith sounds, all die because they're not speaking, they're not using their sounds for life, they're using their sounds and speaking death to their life or destruction or cursing. It says, but in Christ, it says all are alive. And, and this will make sense here in a second. Verse 45, verse 45, it says, so, and, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. We just read that in Genesis 2-7. The ability to speak faith sounds just as a natural man. It says, look, but the last Adam, which is Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Now, he, the difference is one person has the ability to speak faith in their atmosphere. You can speak, believe. Uh, if you, if you uh, believe in your heart and shall not doubt, you can have whatsoever you say, right? You're snared by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Those are all in the ability that God gave us before we was even born again. Right? Yeah, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
and you stand by the words of your mouth, th those, those scriptures are in Proverbs, right? Right? That, that, that's not, that's, that's pre-Christ, right? Right, so we have the ability to, to, to speak life and things like that independent of Christ showing up. But the challenge is we didn't have the power to do it. See, we have the ability to do it, but a lot of times it's hard to draw out because we'll get in our head, right? Think about it. The only time you're not speaking faith, I mean, I'm talking about not just saying things because you know you're supposed to say them, but I'm talking about saying things that change the atmosphere. The only times you don't do that is when you're in your head. When you doubt in your heart is what the scripture says in Mark chapter 11 uh, verses, uh, well, 22 through 25, right? You know, 22 to 24, you know, have faith in God, you know, right? And then it goes on to say, if you doubt in your heart, this is if you, if you don't doubt in your heart, you can have whatsoever you say, right? Now, 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 think about. I think that letters is that in red letters? Let's look. Let's let's slip over there to Mark 11. Just trying to process through. Uh, we're trying to. Sometimes we can make things more complicated than they are, not because we're, oh, look, red letters. So if it's in red letters, who's talking? So if Jesus is talking, telling them what they can do, wait a minute, Jesus was still here, wasn't he? Right? So, so it wasn't the Christ on the inside of them, it was Christ present with them, instructing them at what they can do. Let, Jesus is on a boat telling them, hey, he said, uh, where is your faith? He didn't say, wait till I die, you'll have faith. Did he say that? He told them on a, what Jesus was not in them, he was present with them. Correct? So all these instructions Jesus was giving them was telling them like, or, or his being perplexed when they were worried about the storm. Jesus was present with them, but he wasn't in them. So he's basically, he told them, you could have spoke to the storm. What did he do? Faithful words. Peace, be still. Expected what? The storm to be still. I, I don't know, but at least Jesus was around. You know, that was, you know, New Testament times. Wait a minute. Did, did, didn't somebody speak to the rain? Right? Did, didn't Joshua speak to the sun? So all this... What I'm saying is, this is our design before, before we indwell with Christ. Well, well before Christ, you know, we accept Christ's uh, death, burial, and resurrection. And we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is empowering us. The scripture talks about the power is for us to be a witness. The scripture talks about the gifts are to influence man. But we already have something. It's a measure of faith. We already have the ability to speak faith-filled words. Now, Christ shows up, and it says, Christ, it, it, when it says, it says, um, it's, oh, I, I, I don't know, left uh, 45. But when it says that, that he, he, okay, so one is a living soul, the, the ability to speak faith sounds to impact the lives around you, right? And that's the first Adam. That means stand by the words of your mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue. But it says then Christ was 
he was a life-giving spirit. See, that's the ability to impart power. See, see, it's a difference now. Because remember, remember, in, in uh, when when it says he was uh, before he got lifted, it says he 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 gave them power, right? All power is given unto me in, in heaven and earth. So he had the ability to impart. So it wasn't just impacting the life and the life around him and speaking things that people had to be in agreement to manifest. He can impart stuff into people. Right? Like Christ did, like God did. God had life-giving power. Like he breathed into man and man became a living soul. Christ had this power, but wait a minute. Isn't, is Christ present or is he in us now? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, all things become new. Right? So now, because remember it said, we die, we die in Adam, we're alive in Christ. So we have, now, we, we just don't have the ability. See, first of all, we haven't been using the ability to speak faith sounds. But we have the ability to, to impart, to, to pour into, Right? That's a, that's a whole nother level to, to pour faith-filled words into people's lives. All right, so I, so I just wanted to get us, get us, you know, stirred up here a little bit. So here we have this, these faith-filled words in us as a living soul, but God, God recognized we weren't using this power. We have faith-filled words in us as living souls. Genesis 2-7, right? 1 Corinthians 15-45. The difference between a living soul and a life-giving spirit, Right? Then we read over in Mark that how Christ was with them and he was instructing things to them. So let's look here in Romans 8. We were talking about this with the youth last Thursday. All right, so Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray. Speak out in faith and communication with God, for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh interception for us. Look, look, with groanings which cannot be uttered, get, we can't get out. And, you know, so, so it's almost you have these faith-filled, faith sounds in you. God's trying to get them out because he wants to affect things in your life. So Romans 8.26 is saying the Holy Spirit, that power. See, the scripture says you have a treasure hidden in your earthen vessel. Faith, you, faith sounds, the ability to create and to speak. See what you don't want, speak what you, you desire, right? But it's hard to get it out. The children have come forth to birth, but they don't have the strength to bring forth, Isaiah 37.3, right? And so, so here Christ died, but he says, I'm not going to leave you comforters. I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. He'll show you things to come, Right? But it says here, he'll utter groanings that you can't speak. He'll, when you don't even want to speak the faith sounds, he'll have you speak them, right? But you have to yield to the Holy Spirit. But see, we don't even sense the Holy Spirit when we're consumed in the world. That's the adversary's job. I want to pile on you lust, flesh, and things of that nature where you'll lose one sight of what you can do, but as we were talking about in the wilderness, you lose sight of who you are and what you're really capable of doing and what you can speak out. When you're squeezed, that power comes out and faith sounds 
change in the atmosphere. I never knew this, but I, I think about how, like, because God made us this way, right? Naturally. So, because so I was, I, you know, I processed through different stages of, of my life. And I remember I used to, uh, when, I was, when I was pursuing basketball, I would go running. And I, and I just said this, I, I never processed through it, but I used to say, you know, well, you know, whatever I, whatever I desire to run, I just say what I'm going to run and then I run it. I wasn't saying it from a boasting standpoint, I was just saying, like, I was intrigued. I was like, wow, I said, you know, pretty much whatever I say, I run it. I don't know why it happens that way, but I run it. And I'm going to go run nine miles, I go run it. I might not have never ran nine miles. I, I mean, I was running on a consistent basis, but I wasn't running nine miles every day. Or I said, I'm going to run eight, I'm going to run eight or six. But you know what was happening? I believed it, and I spoke it, and it happened. When I got to college, I didn't play in high school. When I was going to college, I told my friends, I said, hey, when I go to college, I'm going to walk onto the team, and I'm going to play for my college team. Then when I got to the, when I got to the first, you know, we was, college was sitting in the stands. They had open gym. And, and I told my, my friend I was next to me, I said, hey, I said, uh, uh, I'm going to find out who the coach is. I'm going to play against the coach, and he's going to ask me to play for the team. And so I found out, he's, uh, if you're watching Tiny Green, that's what I said. I never told you that. That's what I said. He's still doing basketball stuff now. And uh, so I, I, I said, well, that's the coach. I'm going to play against him. And right after I finished playing with him, he said, hey, hey, you want to try for the team? Now, I'm not saying that because I knew this principle. But it kind of makes sense. God made us naturally to be able to do these things. And I think about Growing up, I used to say, everybody has good luck. I, you know, I don't believe in luck now, but I ain't know any better. Everybody has a good luck, and every once in a while they have bad. Not my life. In my life, uh, my whole life is bad luck, and every once in a while I have good luck. That's, that's, I, I spoke that all the time. And guess what? That's the life I lived. I'm the guy, listen, I'm the guy you would see on TV and you'd be laughing at. They would just, you know, like all types of bad stuff happen. You know, you, you know, like, you know, I, I get out, you know, I'm trying to, uh, to save, finally saved up because I ain't had no money. So I had to save up. That's why I have so many uh, sneakers now because I ain't had none back then. So I save up, finally I can go get my Converse's, and, you know, and I would go down there and they ain't have nothing left. But while I was on the bus, the whole time I was like, they probably ain't gonna have them, and they ain't gonna have my color, and they ain't gonna have this. I'm saying this the whole time. I'm like, man, finally got the money, and I guarantee they're gonna sell out, man. Guess what? When I get there, they ain't have them. Then I, I would get outside and, st and start pouring down raining. I would put on my umbrella, it would break. Soon as it break, the bus would come by and splash water all over me. I would get on the bus, freezing cold and wet. It was like everything that could go wrong would go wrong. But what was I saying? My life is bad luck. Every once in a while, I have good luck. Then I go to a church uh, in Ohio. Uh, this is a teaching church. And the first time I ever heard Proverbs 6 2, uh, you're snared by the words in your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18 21. Uh, Mark chapter 11. Matter of fact, when I read that, I was like, let me see if this works. And, 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 and it worked. You know, I was just trying it, I was testing it. You know, you shall not doubt in your heart. You can have whatsoever you say. Let me try that. And it worked. So, not, so then I said, well, you know what? Let me start speaking. I'm blessed or, 
or everything's going to work out. Let me see if that works. I'm testing all this new, this is new stuff. Like, I'm just trying to test it. I was like, hey, wait a minute. This worked. My whole life started changing. No matter what the circumstances, I spoke what I desired. I didn't let the circumstances intimidate me to change what I was going to speak. Right? I took on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit would speak groanings and other things. I'd be like, Holy Spirit, did you realize what you just said? Now I got to act on that thing. Right? So keep that in mind. Faith sounds, uh, Holy Spirit uttering, utters groanings, Romans 8, 26. Right? Um, and then uh, let's go to Romans 10. So this is, this is my whole... Uh, you know, this is salvation, but, you know, of course, I went to a church that they titled uh, Charismatic or Word of Faith. Uh, this is the way they titled it, you know. And I'm, not, I'm sure some people have turned that into a religion, too, but it really was from this scripture, Romans 10.8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in, thine, in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now he breaks it down after the semicolon. He said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, right, and believe and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Look, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, right standing with God, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, wholeness, whatever you need, right? So the reality is what you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, right? So the faith in your heart will be expressed by the sound of your mouth. What level of faith you have in your heart, we don't have to tell nobody. It's going to be expressed by the sounds that come out of your mouth, right? And so, 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 and I start to realize, wow, so if I believe in my heart and, I can, and, 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 and I'm communicating this belief, Things change. I, I can be saved. I can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I can participate in communion and experience uh, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. When I when baptism, I can go down in that water and I can come out and embrace the Holy Spirit. I just need to attach faith. I can tithe and believe that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing I won't have room enough to receive. He will rebuke the devourer for my sake. My vine will cast forth fruit before it's time. I just need to have the believe in my heart, right? Confess with my mouth, attach my faith to it, right? See, so some of us say I believe, but what's, what are we saying on a consistent basis? We're trying to figure out ways around the Bible. What, what is that? that? Trina, if you're talking to somebody, you're walking them through Bible study, you're having Bible study, and they're trying they're the whole time, they're what about this, and what about that, what about that? They're, they're, you're making a case for the faith and the power of God. That person is making a case, why, why, why do I need to believe that? What they're saying is, hey, until I decide to be agree with you, I'm not going to believe. So what are the results are they going to get, Trina? Totally different from yours, right? They, they're going to get what they claim. Is what you, oh, I like that. They're going to get what they what? What they claim. Is that what you said? I said they're going to get what they claim. Not what you're trying to offer for them to get in agreement and believe, right? 
All right. So, so the faith in your heart will be expressed by the sound of your mouth. And all right, so let's go through this. We, we went through 1 Corinthians 2. We went through this scripture in um, the one teaching on demonstration of power, right? Remember the, the, the uh, day after fast week. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. It says, my speech and my, my preaching was not with enticing words. Now, again, he's saying there's some words. They might be influential words. He says, but not enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power. Demonstration. See, faith-filled words play off of spirit and power. It says, look, that your faith, the same faith that we're saying that you have to hold on, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but what? In the power of God. Right, should not stand in the wisdom of men. So, so when I think about faith sounds, uh, as as we as we've been talking about, it's like electricity. Faith sounds. Think about uh, uh, Miss Lamar. Me, me and him was talking, and he was talking about uh, frequencies, and he said that uh, frequency moves water. And his statement was that we're made up of mostly water. So if you speak the, the right sound and frequency, it moves us, <laughs> right? It moves. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It moves you. You, you want to act on or act in faith, right? And so, so, but when I think about faith sounds, I was meditating on this a while ago. I taught this in another teaching, but faith sounds are like electricity. But so, so the interesting thing is they're searching for the manifestation of the power of God to ground itself. So, so the power of God is an expression of God's love. Like, like God's power moves, but it's motivated by love. Just like, you know, uh, faith works by love, right? And so, so, so faith sound, if you look at it as like a current, it's, 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 uh, or you look at faith sounds like a live wire, but it's searching to be grounded. It's searching to be grounded. And so, so faith sounds don't return the way they're dispersed. All right, so so I'll, let me explain that with scripture. Let's go, go to Isaiah 55. Familiar scripture, but it'll make what I'm about to say makes a little bit of sense. I'm going to explain the whole electricity thing in a second. I just like to read through all this. We're going to end up at verse 11, but it says, verse 6. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked, twisted, forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord. This is almost saying we need to be grounded. And he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. That's why you know, the Lord always tries to get us to get out of our own head. Right? Uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Where was I at? Ten? It says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth uh, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Right? Verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. Now, we know God speaks faith, faith sounds, right? It says, this shall not return to me, boy, but it will accomplish what, that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing which I sent it. So, in other words, he's speaking out faith sounds, but when it returns, it's manifesting what he spoke. So, it's, 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 it's almost like, 
speaking out healing to a person that's uh, infirmed. When it comes, when that word returns, it's accomplished the manifestation of the healing, right? Right. So, 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 so that's what I mean by your, your the faith sounds don't necessarily return the way they're dispersed. So your faith wants to be grounded. It wants to be grounded. So when I studied this out before with a, a electrician, uh, just the wires, the wires conduct electricity. So they, they conduct electricity, and they have to be grounded to redirect the excess voltage towards the earth to be drained. That prevents shock. So you always say you got to ground that wire. So you have, if you snap those electrical wires out there, they start dancing around, right? But they're looking to, to ground themselves. And, it, it, and really, they're looking to return to where they came from. Now, we already know, I, well, I don't know where everybody knows, but you, know, you, got, the, you got the water, you got the, was the, the, the before the transformers, the, the plant, right? So then you got the plant, then you got the wires, then you got transformers. You got transformers that come to your house, and your house has a circuit breaker. So, so, so all these different levels is broken down, broken down, broken down. Like if you got direct power from its original source, we die. Or our house would blow up. So it breaks it down, breaks it down, breaks it down, breaks it down, so we can receive it. Right? But when that, when, when that connection is cut, interrupts the direction in which it's going, that, 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 that wire goes, goes crazy, it goes wild, because it's searching for its, its either original connection or now it's trying to ground itself, return to, you know, where it came from, all the way back where it came from. So, you know, people just can't grab it. Now, see, a lot of times we're cutting the wire of faith sounds with, with fear and doubt and unbelief. And, 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 and those faith sounds are dancing around trying to ground themselves in the power of God's love again. Right? So, 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 so this is why, you know, faith conducts the power of God and has to be grounded or redirected. Uh, that excess voltage is, that's all over the place is looking for the manifestation of the power of God's love. That's what douses it from going all over the place. It's, its design is to go out and manifest what it was sent to do. Not just to, it's, it's, faith is not aimless words if you ask amiss is what it says in James. Right? We, you can't believe something asking amiss. And the thing is the only thing that steals or one of the things that steals our faith is, of course is doubt. But the other thing is, is, is a, um, we're going to call it camouflage doubt. And that's analyzing. Like, like, like uh, Thomas, I believe it when I see it. I believe it when I see it. I believe it when I see it. And so I, you know, I was walking through, uh, we did the timelines with the, my wife mentioned the timeline, so we did it with the youth, and they shared some of their timelines. And, and I've just been reflecting on timelines. And, and what I realized is this. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. And then I had a conversation with another young minister coming up. Now, for, for years, I already know similar to my son uh, so so if you if you watch this today son um these particular guys there's a couple other people but these particular guys God already showed me a long time ago what they're what they're supposed to do in their lives but the interesting thing is they've gone through different 
stages and seasons. So this is uh, one young man. He's a part of a, a ministry. Uh, and, and the ministry, they plan all the time. They're always planning. This, this is what they do. But he didn't really believe that that was his, his niche. But while he was going through it, he gave me the information. He was like, oh, I'm not, I don't really believe I'm supposed to do this, but I, I know you're supposed to do this. That's how I found out a lot about planning. He actually gave me his information. I, I looked online and stuff like that. But as he, as he kept growing, you know, we would talk about stuff, but I noticed he was doing another profession. And in doing the other profession, he did it well, though. Now, he did it well. Uh, but in this season, he, he can't necessarily do that profession. So interesting enough, they've been talking to him about planting. They've been talking to him about a lot, but now, now he hasn't been making sure he's around people. All these other people have been jockeying to be planted. He ain't even been thinking about it because he's been prospering in the profession. He's been, actually he's been doing great. And so, so when he was talking, I said, well, interesting enough, I said, so I have a bit of information. So I've sh shared the information. I, I shared, okay, so one, I've seen this. Two, I'm going to show you all the attributes that you already have that some people don't have. So these people have been around church for years. They don't have, like God has set you up. You've, you've, you've started things. You've built them. You've grown them, and you reproduce from them. You love people. You're not, you're, not, you're not ambitious. You're not about, he don't care about accolades, props, nothing. He don't care about status. Like, you wouldn't even know he's doing what he's doing. Always been this way. I said, so the reason why they keep running at you because you have what, what very few people have. And so he said, so, so a lot of stuff I said was bearing witness with the spirit. He said, you always like that. Like, you be holding stuff for years. Because I've known this person for years. But what I've been watching is, it's been God's plan all the time. And, but, I, but on the outside, I said, well, the interesting thing is I get to watch all these little different things that don't look like they got nothing to do with what God's plan is, but they have everything to do with what God's plan is. Like, like a thousand things to do with God's plan. And, and, and then I... Then I, I even some stuff that's going around now. We, we see everybody keeps thinking, "What well, the world's, you know, going to this, that, and the other, man, and this, that, and the other." I, you've heard me say it before. God's plan is always greater than what man is doing. Like, 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 like we honestly think like God is helpless or something. He's just patient. He's just patient. Like God ain't trying to prove himself. Every time somebody talking, uh, why would this be happening? That be happening? How come? How? Like God is. Well, hold on. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. No, God is like, I know. God operates in the knowing. He says, I know, and I don't need to prove myself to you. I'm God. <laughs> and, and so when I watch, God spoke some things out, and he's chilling. God knows what he designed. When I look at my life, and, and Lord knows you've heard some of the stories, but there's people that call now that's called over the years. I, I talked to more people from the Jersey than I ever have before. He's a preacher? Now, some people ain't seen me since I went to college. But I'm talking about the people that was, you know, was going to clubs, hanging out. Like, he, God is good. Glory to God. One person called and cried. Why? Okay. I, I, I didn't see this playing out this way. And the thing is, 
what I'm trying to say is like God faith doesn't have to look like how we line it up for it to be faith that's why we got to get out of our head the scripture even tells us doesn't it God takes the foolish things of the world and confound the wise and you know what the wise say when they read that scripture oh he ain't talking about me but you know what that scripture is talking about the wise <laughs> it's saying it right like, like how do we read things right in front that's like reading a cigarette pack that says it's going to kill you and you, uh, and you still smoke it like you operate it just told you something the scripture is telling you all y'all that's in y'all head God take God does he ain't doing it your way so you have to get out of your head and trust him and yield to him and believe him because all the greatest things everybody here that can give a testimony the greatest things that happened in our life we ain't had nothing to do with we couldn't have planned it if we tried the greatest things the, the, the greatest miracles that's why when you start getting feeling yourself I, I believe the Holy Spirit goes listen man I, I, I can't even deal with this fool as soon as you start feeling yourself because he's like now it's all about you again when you're totally dependent on the Holy Spirit he's there all the time when you're in your head I guarantee the Holy Spirit is like listen go ahead since you know since you know so better since you've calculated everything let's see how it works out people spend hours and hours and hours in their head and expression when they head and ended up with crazy results and they ignore the results but they still go in their head they ignore the results and God is manifesting everything in front of your face he's like you can't see this I'm showing you depend on me I'm showing you I, 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 the song uh, there's a lot of them uh, what is the song uh, that's when you bless me so 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 when my sister Diane she was at church in um, Washington DC so that, remember I told you that was my getaway from New Jersey so when I visited her I went to church and that was my favorite song they sang like they, they, uh, Mount Zion Baptist Church I think was the name of the church man they sang that song I could listen to them sing that song over. they sang it better than LA Mass Choir but there's a line in the song it says uh, that's when you bless me I, I gave it up that's when you bless me I let it go that's when you bless me I did just what you said when I first heard that now you know I'm, I'm visiting the church but I'm living in the world of North New Jersey I was like, I gave it up. Is it really saying, like, give it up? Let it go? And then I'm pursuing, I was pursuing basketball then too. And I was like, does this mean, like, just let it go? And, I, and, and, and the only thing I, I was thinking about was basketball. Ate, ate, slept, and drank basketball. I'm not playing professional basketball. That's not what I do for a living. I'm a pastor. So suppose I really listened and trusted God to let go of what I thought was going to fulfill me. And trusted him on, on, on his journey. I would have got. Listen I love my life. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. And there's not a game I played. Measures up to the life that I live. Not one game. I, not one. I still play basketball. I love playing basketball. I still have an I, But it doesn't measure up to a life with Christ. To experience in the move of God. The power of God. The manifestation of God. The revelation of God. God coming through. God's plan and you being a part of it. And then watching him do what he does. 
Nothing compares to that. I mean, nothing, nothing. Like, I can't get be arrogant enough to 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 experience the things of God. I, well, I told a guy yesterday. I said, "Listen, something I told my son years ago: stay humble. You don't have to be humbled. Stay humble, and you don't have to be humble. I'm not talking about acting like you're humble. I'm talking about you stay humble in your heart. And I, and and, but I didn't learn it through Scripture. I learned it because I I modeled after." an athlete that called themselves the greatest. I studied, I, I've, been, I've been studying great people all my life. I studied them and I read an article where he talked trash to give himself confidence. So if he said, I'm gonna knock you out in the fourth round, he would get into the fight. He might be scared of the, the opponent, but he was so focused on, I told everybody in the world, I'm gonna knock this guy out in the fourth round. So that distracted him from his fear. I said, hey, I think I'm gonna do that. So for a whole year, I talked trash, and this 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 exhaustive thing in person was getting on people's nerves. People ready to fight. I was like, "Oh man, are you playing today? Are you gonna play some defense anytime soon?" I'm, I'm out there like, "Oh my God, you, you are terrible." Like, listen, here, take this with you. Oh, listen, get somebody else to play me. Now, now I'm, not, I'm I'm not a talking trash person. I was just talking trash because I was following a system. Carrying around change in my pocket. If I steal the ball from you, I would jingle my pocket like I took your lunch money. I would do commercials. Keith Bradley goes down, he shoots off the glass, and it's good. I, and the guys would be ready to fight. Something happened that year. I snapped my ankle about 30 times. And I, I, I ain't stupid now. I had to step back and go, hold on a second. I'm, I'm, I'm getting good. I'm talking trash. And I keep Every time I get to a peak, I snap my ankle. I would say it every time. I said, man, every time I get to, then it hit me. You're running your mouth. Why don't you just stay humble? This, that's what he did. It ain't working for you. From that day forward, I was like, I ain't, I'm never talking trash again. I did it one year. Didn't work. It didn't work with the overall outcome. So I shared with my son. Son. It's real simple. Stay humble and you don't have to be humble. What are we saying? Stay decreased. John 3.30 and let God increase you. Get out the way. Get out of your head. Take your hands off it. And watch what God could do. Really believe God. Believing God doesn't mean you have to understand. Believing God doesn't mean you have to know every step. All you need to know is the next best step. And so when you speak faith sounds, that's the first step. And I'm going to tell you what's so hard about faith sounds. Why people, the scripture says in uh, Malachi, uh, Malachi 3, well, your words are stout against me. He was, your words. You're not, he's saying you're not speaking faith-filled words. He says people were coming in going, they, they, look, look, let's go there. Malachi Malachi, it's Malachi 2 and 3, I know. So let's do Malachi. This is straight me flowing. All right, so let me see. Malachi, <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. I think it's Malachi 2. I know Malachi 3, but it's, it's, it was a passage in Malachi 2 that spoke to it too. 17. Nope, it ain't no 17. Hold on, let me see if I can find it real quick. 
got to. Oh, yeah, 17. It is a 17. All right, so um, Malachi 2.17 says, You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet ye say, Where have we wearied him? When ye say, Everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in them, or where is the God of judgment? And we go to uh, Malachi 3, verse 13. It says, your words, now again, we're supposed to be speaking faith-filled words. It says, your faith sounds. He says, your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? That we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. Like, why are we... You know, just dealing with wilderness at all. And now we call the proud happy? Yea, that they that work wickedness are set up? Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered? Look, even back then it was like, oh, the people that's doing wicked, I mean, they set up, man. They set up. And the other version said, man, they rich, man. They rolling. He says, your words are stout against me. You're, you're trying to justify the compromised so you don't have to speak faith sound. See, because faith, faith sounds have accountability and responsibility attached to them. Every, every year we have vision in this church. Now, now, my training was in my house, but we, we've had vision every year in our house since 1992. But you realize, like, when you start to speak something in faith, it hasn't happened. And the people looking at you like, okay, brother. You spoke this out, but it's easier not to speak faith sounds because now I don't have to deal with accountability and responsibility. It's easier to water down the gospel as if it has no value because now I don't have to be accountable to it. I don't have to speak in faith. I don't have to talk to people about faith. I don't have to hold people uh, uh, into uh, accountability and stuff like that for faith. I can just like do whatever. He's saying your words are set out against me. I didn't give you the ability to speak faith sounds to justify compromise. I gave you the ability to speak faith sounds so you can speak on my behalf and place a demand on heaven to come through and people to see that I'm real. See, so that's why we, it, it's easy for all of us to say, well, you know, hey, you know, uh, I know the word says this, but hey, you got to do this too. Like we always have the, a caveat. Not we, but, you know, people have a caveat. Well, you know, you got to have balance. Well, you know, listen, if you try not to be balanced, you're already living in the earth and you're already going to do earthly things. Now that we got that out the way, can we do some faith stuff? Can we speak some faith sounds? Can we, can we risk? It's not a risk, but can we, to the natural man, it's a risk that I could possibly be embarrassed with this. If I, if I ride this out... You see people in sports and stuff, they always change teams, stuff like that. You know, like they can't stick and stay and watch something manifest. You know, people now, stocks is all about trading. You know, where years ago it was about, it's an investment. I, listen, I purchased this, I'm going to ride it out, and down the road, and actually they say the people that actually really prosper are the ones that, while the roller coaster rides are going, they just riding it out. And, and 20 years down the road, this $2 stock is worth 3000 
right? But they don't just keep jumping around. You know, oh my God, the market's changed. Oh, this, that. Oh, ah, oh, hey, oh my, ha, ha. Like everybody, is, everything is a reaction to what everybody's doing. Nah. See, 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 when God spoke, he's not reacting to everything we're doing. God spoke something about our lives, spoke something in our lives, spoke something out to create us, and he's believing it's going to manifest. He ain't he, he's not overreacting to everything we're doing. We can't overreact to the circumstances. They're coming. They're ups and downs. Listen, God sent us out here. I'm going to tell you the first thing that, 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 that was reality for me. We had to get an apartment. Now, to some of y'all, that might not be a big deal, but I hadn't been in an apartment in 17 years. I was just like, okay, so... And keeping it real, we was, we've, we've, we've been leasing. We came out here in 2010. I just turned in the keys Monday to our last lease. So that's 2020. We've been leasing for 10 years. Like, but that, that wasn't the expectation. Oh, okay. I just talked to Pastor Duncan. Uh... You know, we, we was talking, we was just talking about service. And so we're, we're, we're probably, well, me and Marcus are going to work to stream from here on Sunday, right? Okay, so, so, uh, so Pastor Duncan, I didn't know he, had, he was already doing that because they've been quarantined for three weeks. So he, said, he says, well, the first week it was me and the praise team. But, you know, they keep changing the numbers of who can come out, right? So Virginia's already where we're going to be tomorrow. So he said, he said, so then after that, it was just me. He said, man, this is different. Speaking to a, a, a camera. It's just, just, it's just a camera. I said, you know, I said, uh, I said was, that's interesting. I said, because that was my plan, you know, uh, what I was thinking through. That's what I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. I said, so you just gave me, you know, how it's affecting you. I said, but you know what? I should already be trained for it. I said, because when we started the church, I was speaking to a camera. Uh, we had 8 o'clock discipleship class and 9 o'clock service at the dance studio. And so when I would come in, there wasn't nobody there. Pastor Mel wasn't even there yet. And now, now I, hadn't, I hadn't done it, so I'm just telling y'all, transparent. I had a lot of takes, you know, ain't nobody there. <laughs> so I would start out, I'd be, I was like, oh, that sounds stupid. Then I'd go back and start the camera over <laughs> again because there wasn't nobody in there. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Like, and I ain't had no sleep. I couldn't get, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep back then. We had to set up and tear down. And so for a while, I, it was just me, just speaking to the camera, just no, especially for the discipleship class. So look, the discipleship class was started from the beginning of the church. There wasn't nobody in there. <laughs> but I was teaching those classes. I was teaching those classes like people was in there. Nine o'clock would come, start service, nine o'clock. Well, I started service nine o'clock for the first few weeks. Uh, of course, first service we had people. We had forty-six. Second service we had eight. That was four. Four of those people came from out of town. Uh, third service we had two, and they were late. That was uh, Cynthia and Perlene. You know, they were late. You know, so they came a half hour late. Then I said, well, you know, I'm gonna have to rethink this. Starting on time. I came from a church where nine o'clock. That's where it started. So I was starting on time. <coughs> But what happened was people would get like 10 minutes of a sermon. So then I was like, so I'm expecting all of us to be on the same page. They don't have all the information. So now I got to adjust it to make sure we get all the information because they, they're not used to, they haven't been trained yet that it's best to be here on time. 
to get all the information because you could miss something. <laughs> I slipped that in there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> right. So, 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 but the interesting thing is, I, now that I realize it, I, I uh, oh my God, this is so good. When uh, the church I was under at Columbus Christian Center in, in Ohio, when I first came to the church, it was a storefront. And uh, so uh, Pastor Forrest, when he would teach, he would go, what camera am I on? What camera? And, you know, I, I was just coming to the church. So I was like, is this guy all right? Like, there's no cameras in the building. Like, we're at a storefront. There was not one camera. He's like, uh, am I on camera one? Camera one? And, and so I was sitting there going, what's wrong with this guy? And then he made this statement, by faith. So he was speaking to cameras that weren't there. That was 1992. By 1993, 94, maybe 94, I'm not sure, we had, no, fide TV cameras. <laughs> he was speaking to cameras. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so, so uh, when, when I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell you all my business. So when I come in here, I speak. I speak the chairs field. I speak everything. Right, just speaking things. We, we was coming by, uh, uh, speaking over this building. Cause remember, we we couldn't tell nobody. Well, we we would drive by. You could ask the guy across the street. He would see us all the time. We drive by after after service, uh, with the exception of the days that people was trying to follow us. Then we would you know go in a different direction, <laughs> right? Cause the guy told us he we couldn't say nothing. Well, we was coming by, speaking to the building. Yeah. So, 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 what I'm saying is, 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 th there has to be a place in our life where we speak faith sounds, where we start to speak stuff out, and you got to be willing to look bad. You know, you know, especially the visionaries. Like, you gotta, you gotta cast vision, man. You, God tells you something. I know Noah. I mean, I, probably, I'm not Noah, but I mean, you, you, the vision for that year was I'm building an ark. And the next year was, uh, it, it probably was, uh, uh, what do you call it? Two, I'm building an ark 2.0. The next year, 3.0. Next year, 4.0. Next year, 5.0. Like, man, after, we had the same vision for like the last seven years, dude. And this rain thing, I still don't get it. What is, could you explain what it really is going to look like? And then the flood, what, is, what really is that? No one has seen it. He was, what? It's one thing to be embarrassed, but his actions to build an ark the size of two football fields. Think about the size of two football fields. Get your family, your kids probably think you're an idiot. After a while, it's like, we're just going to have the, nice, the, the best uh, bed and breakfast in the whole area. People just going to come in because it's this rain thing. But it rained. And that's the thing about vision. It, it, I'm not saying it like it's, it's easy, but... It was hard for my family, but now I have this big family, and I got to speak faith sounds of what the vision is for the year. New beginnings. Before new beginnings even happen. Momentum. But what it is, is God is, God is saying something. I got to believe it in my heart and confess it with my mouth. Right? Independent of 
new beginnings. Man, that's just a little line. You see what I'm saying? You got to... Listen, we were... Uh, uh, the women have, had had me do... Uh, yeah. Yeah, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, whatever you want to call it. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm not that guy to be trying to say, like, we're not going to have a prophesying service. God would really have to say prophesying service. I'm not that person. Because I don't think you conjure up stuff like that, but the Holy Spirit said, no, I need you to do that. So then I was like, okay, you're going to have to give me the instructions. He says, oh, it's real simple. Say what I tell you to say. Don't think about it. Don't question it. Don't change it around. Don't get in your head. Say exactly what I tell you to say, the way I tell you to say it. It's like, okay. Yeah, I was 70 people. Well, do you realize, like, that could cost a ministry? <laughs> well, I don't know who's coming. I was just giving names. Not because I'm not doing that. Keith is not doing that. I I'm a logical thinker. I'm telling you right now, Keith don't, I've never done it. I don't know if I ever do it again. I've never done that ever before. I'm not the dude that shows up with, hey, I'm the prophet in the house. Not that guy. I'm the guy that if the Holy Spirit tells me to say something, I'm going to say it. And it just happens to be what, what, what's going on in some people's life. We was in a, where is the, the, the place? Toledo. We was in Toledo. Listen, man, it was similar to uh, Waysboro, with the exception of the Lord just had me speaking to people's lives. I'm not trying to, I don't know these people. And some of the things I said, one person was the, the pastor's daughter. One person was probably the hardest dude in the, in the building. But the Lord told me to say it. it didn't even, I couldn't go by how he looked. I couldn't go by what I would have assessed. You know how, you know, sometimes you can just pick up how people are. I couldn't go by none of that. I just had to say, I was like, now this makes, while I was saying it, I was like, Holy Spirit, you just making me look like a fool. And he's going to be the one to go to his pastor and go, why you, don't ever bring that guy back here. But he was the one to come to the pastor and go, oh my God. How would he even know that? Then you have people coming up because God knew I needed some confirmation because you put me out here like this. People come up and say, hey, I just want to let you know because a lot of times men of God, they share stuff and they go and they don't really know what happens. But I want to let you know you heard from God. I never, I, I didn't, how did they know what I was thinking? I'm just letting you know it's not, just like I said, the human person has faith sounds and Christ has given us the power to express the faith sounds. I just want to let you know, even as a pastor, I got to yield just like you. But when I told you I'm just an ordinary guy, if I can do it, I know you can. Yield. All right, that's all for today.